with everybody. Welcome to the Heed Army podcast. Um, what an exciting weekend it is. I mean, every weekend's been exciting so far this season, Mickey, but two pivotal games coming up. Um, dare I say it could even be decided if results go certain ways. Um, but we just got to take each game as it comes and a, a massive game uh, coming up on Saturday at Hunter Southport. So get your tickets. Um, right, before we get any further, um, you may have seen on uh, Gateshead's FC's social media that there had been sadly a passing of one of the uh, FA Cup players from the 50s, uh, Bob Gray. We've got a picture here to put up there. He was the, obviously the, the man in the grey top there, goalkeeper's top. So obviously commiserations and I, I read about, I didn't get any uh, confirmation fully if he was actually the last surviving member of that team. But uh, as I say, it's a very sad time, but uh, you know, say put a great stint in for the club, you know, when you read back. Uh, what, appearances for the club. Yeah, what that what that club achieved was absolutely fantastic. Uh, also, as well, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, on Saturday before the game, uh, Gates FC uh, Foundation and Food Bank of United again. So, if you would like to add anything to the Gates Food Bank, I think between one and two forty-five, you can drop off goods. Um, I'd imagine on the website it'll tell you what they can accept as well. So, uh, another great thing being done by the Gates of uh, FC Foundation there. So, you know, big pat on the back to them. Um, show is fully interactive as ever. We have our guest ready uh, in the background. We're going to bring him in very, very shortly. Uh, interactive, you can send your messages like this, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. We'd love to have your messages to come in uh, just like that. And uh, we're doing all right. And thank you. Keep their messages coming in. Let us know if you're going to both games this weekend or if you're only going to one and uh, say... We are uh, providing full match commentary for both games, uh, so we'll be driving down to uh, Chorley on Bank Holiday Monday to bring you that game as well. Right, just before we bring our guest in, we're going to play uh, just a message out to say thank you to our sponsors. Uh, when we come back, we'll be bringing Matthew Raysbeck on to join us. Just before we bring him on, I'd like to put on a little clip uh, of one of the memorable moments of Matthew covering Gateshead and uh, just enjoy this one. Moore has it. Need to get the ball in the box. Down the line to Baxter. Cross needs to be good. Cross is there. On a body with a header. Chance for Shaw. It's in! John Shaw's won it for Gateshead in the 92nd minute. And they will beat Darlington for the first time in six attempts. On a body with a shot off the crossbar. They worked it wide to the right. A ball into the box from Baxter. On a body with a first header. And then it fell to John Shaw. He headed an impact. Sam Russell, the Gateshead players celebrating a huddle in front of the travelling Heat Army, John Shaw's 24th goal of the season. Absolutely brilliant header. Quality, quality. Well, Matthew, uh, great memories there, and hopefully they'll be creating some more this weekend or in the next seven days at least. Yeah, um, nice to be with you both, and thanks very much for having me. Um, yeah, that was, um, well, what was that? New Year's Day was it ten years ago? I think. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I, me- I remember that. Obviously, Paul Dixon um, at the end with his uh, with his analysis. We were sitting on the other side to the camera, so it, it's just sometimes weird, isn't it? And you'll know when you've been at a match and you're behind the goal, or you're on the other side when you see it in reverse. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was no less of a of a quality header. 
Um, yeah, and a great win, and, and it was good actually, wasn't it, at that time to get one, get one over on Darlington because of previous games, and there was a bit of a rivalry for a few years, wasn't there? Um, yeah, yeah, that's a real high point that goal. Certainly was, and we had a great result against Dalton in the other week as well. Uh, as here's the lovely players <laughs> again in a hurry. Uh, Matthew, a fantastic season for Gateshead. It just mm -hmm. the momentum's kept building, and I, I think there wouldn't be a Gateshead fan in the world would would not have took where we are now at the beginning of the season to say that we're you know it's in our hands, three wins, and we we have the championship. Yeah, well, look, Dave, Mickey, you've been at more matches than I have this season, obviously, but. Um, when I've been, uh, it's been a real pleasure to watch this team. I mean, it's always fantastic watching Gateshead and I go as often as I can. It's not often enough for me. But um, this year when I've been, um, and I haven't won all the games that I've seen, there's just something really special about the team. And, um, you know, whether it was the FA Cup run or the performances and all the goals in the league, you just felt that it was building towards something special. And we're on the verge now of it being, um, I think, beyond anyone's wildest dreams at the start of the season. Because you've got to remember what Gates are up against in that league and all the teams with their bigger budgets and greater expectations and, and in the case of some clubs, uh, you know, grand plans for progression. Um, but here Gates have come through because, and I haven't seen all the other sides in National League North, but they're quite clearly the best team. And usually the best team goes up and wins the league and the best team deserves to win the league. And I know Brackley have got a brilliant defensive record, um, but but I, I obviously we're biased, but I think Gateshead deserve it. And that's why it's such a pivotal few days. And I'm, I'm nervous. Um, I am worried because you don't want to get into this position, do you? And I'm sure you feel the same as does everyone watching, listening. Um, and, and for it to go wrong because the players don't deserve that, the staff don't deserve it, and, and neither do the fans or, or the club. So hopefully um, it can be a, a really good bank holiday weekend or if it has to go to next weekend, well, as long as games are still top and it's in their hands, that's that's a, a good outcome, isn't it? Certainly is. I mean, the teams that we've all got, got to play on the running, of course, if unless anyone's been living under a rock, we've got Southport at home on Saturday, then away to Chorley, quick turnaround, bank holiday Monday, and then Hereford last game of the season. And I wouldn't say they were bogey sides, but these are sides that have pulled out some good results against good sides this season. It's uh, by no means an easy run in at all. No, it's not. Um, but then you look, I mean, you look at Brackley as well, and they were at Darlington, weren't they, the weekend? And, and yeah, I, I thought Darlington might be able to get something. Obviously, Blythe have got to play Brackley, haven't they? Um, yeah. Interesting, wouldn't it, if Blythe got a result that kept themselves up? Certain, you know, with certainty, yeah. and also if he said the title, I think they would probably take that uh, because for themselves they need to stay up, and I'm sure we would um, gratefully receive a bit of help from from Blythe as well. Um, yeah, they're not easy matches, but they're teams that Gator can beat, and when you're top of the table, you're probably expected to win most of your games, and that's what they've been doing all season. So, um, you know, where where they are now. You would say that you would expect them wouldn't you, to win probably to yeah. win probably two of them. Um, it's it's just which two. It would be it would be better to be playing teams at the bottom, but then they've got something to fight for. Um, and I know I know the other sides are um, well they're not out of things are they? But 
yeah, I take your point on the difficulty of the fixtures, but but they've just been winning and picking up results all season. I mean, look at the Kidderminster game. That was one that we were all jittery about, and then they absolutely blew them away. Same with Brackley at home in, in December, wasn't it? So when the pressure's been on, they've delivered, and, and that was, I think, probably never more um, in evidence than against Darlington, 2-0 down midway through the second half, and, and wow, what a comeback. So, yeah, I, I backed them to do it. Definitely. Went through the gamut of emotions versus Darlington, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> what? It, it's, if you it was, if there wasn't it was many neutrals there, awesome. but if you were a neutral, that was a cracking game to watch. Yeah. And um, obviously, yeah. just, I mean, regardless of what happens this season, the club has come so far. And there's been, you know, a few announcements with great videos by Jack McGregor, the Gator FC media manager of players tying down not just for next season but the season after uh, these are local lads that are have set this league alight this year not only with a bit of flair but a lot of hard work let's you know and uh, they've deserved what they've done but it just shows you how far the clubs come to be able to be in that position to offer players a bit of a, a future you know and a bit of um stability and it gives the club more stability as well absolutely and look there's nothing worse is there as a fan when it comes to individual players, when when you really like them and they do well for your club and then they leave. And and players always move on and squads evolve. But we've seen it in the past, haven't we? Whether it was, you know, when John Shaw left and went to Luton, obviously Marcus Madison is another one. But even players, when they get released at the end of seasons, like Carl Magne after the Wembley year, when Marwood left and went to St Mirren, wasn't it, in Scotland? Yeah. Um, all these, even... JJ O'Donnell going to Blythe in the summer. That was a shock when I think when he left. Um, so to be able to tie these players down, because there's no doubt because of how well they've done, that other clubs would have been interested. And and some clubs have been in for you know for certain players, I'm 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 quite sure over the course of the season. But I think what is telling is that they want to stay. So what does that say about Gateshead, where the club is now given um the progress that's been made over the last three years, the way it's being run by the people at the very top, but also the way that these players are being managed and looked after by Mike Williamson, Ian Watson and the staff with them underneath that and everything they've got here. Because I'm quite sure, I think we all agree that there are players in that team that could go and play at least one league higher. There's some that probably should have played in the football league that haven't already. And there are others who are there that, would have had other options last summer and yet they're here and you've just seen this year that it's the right blend so keeping hold of them because it is something special is so critical and with the quality they have as well as all being good lads and having the right attitude whatever happens over the next couple of weeks to have them at Gateshead is, is so important for next year um, and I also think and maybe we'll come on to this but actually the core of this team is good enough for the league above. And, and OK, it was only two FA Cup ties, but they saw off a team from a league above. So with a few signings, additions, if we get the outcome that we want, you know, I think this team is pretty close to being a, a very strong side for the league above. Um, being professional and full-time, having stayed like that helps as well. But it's great to see players getting tied down because I think it's it represents good news for Gateshead and shows that the club's in good health as well. The fact that they want to stay when they probably could go elsewhere. Uh, another thing as well, you mentioned about tying them down and, and it'll, it'll be a, 
a fantastic shot in the arm for attracting players as well from the likes of Sunderland, Newcastle, Middlesbrough, maybe even a little bit further afield if, if you know, if players are willing to, you know, uproot and move uh, for whatever offer might be on the table. But for young players now, the likes of Ryan Bailey, we had it in the past with Baxter, Chris Gate and um, Phil Cave, but that was many years ago. There hasn't been many players in between that now. And we're starting to see the Ryan Bailey's, Dan Ward's, Jack Hunters that have been in the under-23 setup or come through the system at Newcastle. And they're getting a chance. And they'll still be talking to lads at the at the academy at Newcastle. And they'll be thinking, well, there's an option across the river. I don't have to maybe go around the country and earn about the same by the time I pay me board, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I remember um, speaking to Jack Hunter um, with uh, with JJ, actually, when, when he because he's obviously um, flirted with some media work over the years um, and, and he was doing a piece with us. A bit. This was probably three years ago now about Gateshead um, with Jack Hunter. And, and I remember JJ did the interview and Jack said that he could have gone to another under 23 side, um, but wanted to come and play football. And often players, when they get released by a, a Premier League or Championship club, they have a big decision to make because they probably could stay in the academy system. Yeah. Um but the benefit of coming to play football um, is, I think, is there for all to see. And it takes me back to something that Paul Dummett has said in interviews. And I remember when he came on loan to Gateshead um, and, and did well, and then went on to have another loan spell, a successful one at St Mirren, and then came back to Newcastle. And he's been a, a part of the first team squad for almost 10 years now. But he said that at the time that he went to Gateshead on loan, so this was, was it 2011, 12, I think? Yeah, well, um, but he said that there were other players in the academy at Newcastle at the time that were questioning him and saying, what are you going there for? Why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. And, and he said, well, he wanted to, to play football, but also it proves to managers and coaches that not only can you play competitive football where it matters mm-hmm. um where people are it's their livelihoods especially at that level because they don't earn the money that you do higher up but it shows managers of other clubs um higher up in the league that you can be trusted and it shows managers maybe a parent club that actually yeah if i need to pick him i can rely on him he knows what it's about he's had experience so i think a move to somewhere like gates and whether it's permanent or whether it's on loan even though it's a drop down for some of these players gives them that opportunity to play at a, in a professional league or in the National League North, mostly professional. Obviously, the league above is is pro. Um, and, and, it, and, you know, there is that shot window effect as well. But it, but sometimes it's maybe good for them just to get out of the of the academy system and, and, and go and do it for themselves. Um, and you look at the likes of Owen Bailey, who's been, I, when I've seen him, he's been sensational this season. Yes. Really pleased with him because he's had some horrible um, times with injury. But he was always, always very good when I saw him at Newcastle's academy. So, you know, there's there's a great example. And, and that's what I mean. He probably would have had other op- options in the summer. And he chose Gateshead and, it, and he made a great decision. Um, one that I'm sure he's absolutely delighted about because it could end up with a, a championship winner's medal. So, yeah, it's... Um, and also it showed, it showed a lot of, of Ryan's um, character as well. We've spoken about a lot, a lot of the players. Of Ryan... Um, so, right, Ryan's his brother. I don't know why I keep doing that. I've never even seen his brother. Um, Owen, obviously, the character of this young team, all from the northeast, they're all 
you know, they're all working for each other. There doesn't seem to be any egos, even when, you know, the strikers, even though they've got so many goals, they're selfless to a fault sometimes in front of goal, passing the ball about. It's a wonder <laughs> we've got as many goals. Um, but, you know, it just shows you that, you know, with the right environment, players can thrive locally. Absolutely. And I think the club has done the right thing and deserves a lot of credit for the way that they've um, put the squad together because they could have looked outside the northeast or, or the north of the country and gone further afield and brought players up. Um, I, I know there's, there's been lone players and not from northeast clubs this season. Um, but if you think back to some of the years in the National League, uh, as time went on, you know, there were players coming coming from absolutely everywhere, weren't there? I mean, I remember when Yemi Odebade and, and Eddie Odiambo came in under Ian Bogey and they, they'd been signed from the south. And it was like, whoa, after local lads had brought the club up and kept them up, now they're casting their net further afield. And um, you know, as time went on, there were plenty of other players. And that's good because it means that obviously they want to come and play. And it's and it's an attractive club to play for, but I think there's just something something nice and and relatable for fans, isn't there? When you see like a northeast group and a core like they've got, and the fact that a lot of them know each other from Newcastle because they were there together, I don't think that does any harm. Um, but you're right. I mean, you just see it, and and you see the way that they interact with each other on the pitch or off the pitch, and um, it's just a really good feel. But I think I think the tone is probably set from the top by the manager. Um, because look, he's been in successful dressing rooms in his career at Newcastle, probably other places. He's been in dressing rooms where things haven't quite gone so well. So I think he, with all of his experience, um, you know, he knows the right culture, and and the culture is absolutely spot well, on. That and, was the thing I was going to go on to about yeah. the culture. Um, obviously, you know, we they've got this drive, they've got this work rate, they've all got a standard that they've set now, and that the fans know. Even I mean, I'm sure the manager holds them to the standard as well. But whoever comes in is going to have to step up to that standard. You know, no one can come in and coast. You're going to have to work and cover the cover the grass because we've seen it during games if someone's injured or isn't able to, you know, do the job that's asked of them, they're replaced, and and that's the. The beauty of having a competitive squad the way we have at the moment, you've got to be on your game to be in there. Yeah, but, but that's it. Everyone drives each other on and, and, and pushes each other on. So, yeah, I mean, obviously they all want each other to do well and want, want the team to do well. And I think you can see that they really care, can't you? And, you know, if I can make a comparison with, with Newcastle, when they went down, a lot of players were moved on. This was 2016. And probably a lot of the players that left didn't want to be there, hadn't wanted to be there. Those that came in, got them up, kept them up, and a lot of them are still there. Um, and you know, and, and now obviously better players are coming in, or players who've you know got different qualities, but there's still real appreciation for that championship team that did so well because not only did they achieve on the pitch, but they were just they're just good characters, good people, and it, they cared. And, and that's what you want to see, isn't it? And you can see from this team that they all really, really care, um, you know, go throughout the side. I mean, again, look at someone like Greg Ollie, who is, I mean, he's probably the best player in the league, isn't he? By With the grace to respect to others in terms of... 30 assists in the league, nearly. Yeah. Uh, well, that's some stat, that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, look, he could... Uh, Absolutely frightening statistic. You know, yeah. Add the goals as well. 
Oof. Yeah. And it's just ben, been a that he that he does, and and, and you see, and you've seen it in the, in the league above as well. And you know, he could he, he could have he could be playing somewhere else, but he's here because he likes it, because he cares, and he wants to do well for Gateshead. And I think that that's just there throughout the team. And and I think that's I think that's probably because of the way that the club is run and the whole ethos that they have, but also the the culture that exists in you know from Mike Williamson, um, but also just because they're all good characters as well as being good players, and and it's such a likable team, isn't it? And and that's important as as fans, and and that's the comparison with Newcastle. That was a likable team that got them up, and that kept them up whatever limitations they had in the Premier League. So you don't forget that, do you? So whatever happens, you know there'll be great great um, admiration and and gratitude for the players for this season. Definitely. <laughs> Is as good a footballer as they all are. It's like you said, when you speak to them, they're as nice as the nicest guys, as nice as guys, as good as footballers. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. They're just yeah. so down to earth, and the well, obviously Mike Williamson's drilled the process into them. Even the fans are talking about the process now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Mike Williamson was leading the cult, I think everyone in Gateshead would follow. <laughs> Quite the thing because we, we talk about the process, and uh, obviously, when I've done the commentary, I'll say we've got to believe in the process. If we go a goal down, we're going to play our game, we know chances will come. And when I listened to the Dalton game, when I had when I couldn't get the game when I had COVID, uh, the what the I'm not going to say they mocked the way Gates had passed the ball around the back, but I don't think they realized what they were doing, uh, you know, the, the process as it is that they don't realize that we're trying to pull players out of position by getting them frustrated because the ball isn't moving forward, and then we latch on that. Um, and yeah, it was it was it was quite a, a strange thing to because they, they stopped talking about it when we went four two up and we passed it around the back. So <laughs> it was one of them, uh, one of those uh, commentator curses there. But yeah, it was the one yeah. question that needs asking is Razor, are you in the understairs cupboard? <laughs> oh, I turned the light down because it's too bright, and also because of the position, it looks like it's shining off the top of my head. So I just put a, I put yeah. a lamp I seen it before he turned the light off. Looked like you had a halo. It was the yeah. same. Well, Razor's got a halo at Gators anyway. As he has. I, I was trying to avoid any uh, any comments <laughs> like that. Uh, <laughs> dark. Yeah. I know uh, Simon probably ribs you about it, didn't he? Uh, yeah, because well, when we do our, our total sport show um, at night um i'm on at six to do the latest from newcastle and, and some nights i'm at home and i'm just in this room here but um he often jokes about me being in a cupboard under the stairs or or a crisp <laughs> cupboard uh, where i keep all my crisps apparently i mean you just never know what you're going to get from him he's uh yeah he comes out from uh, some curious lines and uh and that's one of them but no, i'm just in just in a, in a spare bedroom so yeah uh, back um, in the house nice and quiet before we let you go, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. Um, obviously, you covered many a game, uh, Gate said before, um, going on to be the Newcastle commentator. What are the most memorable games, bar the Wembley and semi-finals? What 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 games stick out to you? The games that you covered? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, not that game against Darlington, but that moment, the John Shaw header. Um, I think there's probably some. I, I, most, but not all, from the the Wembley season. You know, going down to Barnet when um, they scored one one nil. Um, John Oster played up front, didn't he? And Chandler scored ahead. Uh, 
and that was and that was right at the start of the the unbeaten run, which I think was fourteen games, wasn't it, to get to Wembley, uh, twelve in the league, and then the, the two playoff ties. So there were games like that, and and I you know went to a few away matches that year. Um, that you just remember because because again like this season you just felt that it was building towards something memorable something really special um i mean there were others there was a game at macclesfield the previous year when um there was no home ground but it was an away game mm. and um one four nil i had another goal disallowed and they absolutely took macclesfield apart and i'm thinking well you know, like we all know how good that team is, and they should never be in relegation trouble. And I mean, in the end, finished what was it? Was it seventeenth? But had I think more than fifty points. And I just remember that, and just I'm sure they were were they three up at half time, maybe four up at half time. I just I remember that and thinking like, wow, like that is good. And 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 that was part of the, you know why I enjoyed watching them because the gate said teams that I've seen. Um, have all been really good. You know, the first year that I watched was the first year up after promotion to the conference then, so 2009-10. And that year was a struggle at times. Yeah, um, it was, it was, I mean, it was an admirable effort that kept us yeah. up. Sometimes we did look wanting in a lot of games, didn't we? We were right. But, but like beyond that, I think maybe the following year wasn't quite as comfortable as, as later seasons, but... I've been very lucky because, unlike you two, I mean, you've you've, you've seen highs and, and a lot more lows than I have. It's been mainly good teams doing well and yeah. normally in the league above. So that that's the way that I look at it. And, and you know, whatever people on the outside might say, Gateshead for 10 years showed that as a club they could compete at the top end of the top level of non-league football and very nearly get into the football league. So for me, that is where the club needs to be and that's where it can be and and hopefully will be whether it's next season you know all being well or in a couple of years and then and then who knows um but yeah you asked me a couple of games before i went on uh, on a tangent um i mean the wembley thing without wanting to go into it is something that i don't think anyone will ever be over because it was just so devastating and and i i think about it a lot um genuinely a lot because I really felt they were going to win and yeah you've probably discussed it many times why they didn't but it, it was really hard to recover from but then started the next season Torquay wasn't it opening day and, and like Marcus Madison was just sensational so there's another great memory you know yeah. from, from them he looked, so I think, he looked a cut above that day didn't he had oh, the extra space he's touched he just he had just progressed as a player and you could see that he, was, he scored Oh, I mean, I think one of them was the outside of the boot that he hit it with, wasn't right. it? It was just it's a sublime finish, yeah. They uh, couldn't and that was they'd just been relegated as well, and that was you know a welcome to to the conference at the time. I remember actually his last game. I I went. It was at um, Altrinum, and um, I was allowed to tra- travel with the team. I went on the bus, um, which was, which is very good of them. I mean, that doesn't really happen now with the media, but you know, obviously I had a good relationship with Gary Mills and. And everyone at the club, and they said, "Oh, yeah, just just come with us. Come on, you know, on the team bus." And um, and, and Madison, yeah, he was. I mean, he was asleep for most of the uh, <laughs> most of the journey. Um, but yeah, he set, up, he set up a winning goal for Chandler, um, and it was just a few days after the heavy defeat by Grimsby at home. And you remember the goalkeeper Alex Baird, he played again and kept a clean sheet. But I remember when we got back to to Ramside, uh, the team bus, and 
Gary Mills pulled Madison to one side and I didn't hear the conversation, but, but a few days later he was gone. Um, and, and yeah, the club made made great money off him. I mean, look, there's just been there's been so many over the years because it, I would do a lot of commentaries for the BBC website, um, and you know there were a lot of cup games and, and cup runs in that time. Um, but but for me, I always enjoyed the conference and and the games against maybe bigger clubs when Gates had got the better of them. And maybe there's no better example of that apart from Wrexham away, the 7-2, which I wasn't at, than Luton over at Carlisle. Yeah. Uh, because that was, I mean, that was that was a stunning performance, wasn't it? Um, five, what was it? 5-1 in five, the one end? 5-1 five, 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 one or 5 one. Yeah, so, yeah, so many. Um, I probably should have had a lot of games, but, um, yeah, it's great. And this season, well, I, I, I was at the Alfreton game when um, Alfreton just was spoiling for... 60 minutes or something after they went 1-0 up. Matt Reed wasn't it, up front. Um, yeah, and, you know, those tactics might work for them. Um, but the comeback and then that great goal from Greg Ollie when he just cut through the gap, um, that was that was brilliant to turn it around and win it late. So that was, yeah, that was really, um, yeah, really nice. So there's, there's a good one from this season. And obviously the Darlington game, which is, yeah, one of... Um, that last half an hour is one of the, the best experiences I've, I've probably ever had watching football live. I, I, I mean, obviously, I've, I've been watching Gated for 25 plus years now. I can't ever remember a Gated side come back from games like they can this season. It doesn't matter if it's one or two nil. The, it just doesn't, the, the, pro, the, the process, the, that should be the, the, the word of the season, the process. <laughs> um, that doesn't change, it doesn't deviate. And just the belief it's just it's just is that's the the most beautiful thing about this season obviously the wins the goals are fantastic but just to know that you've still got a chance going into the last five minutes is is it's quite remarkable and it, if it was in the premier league they'd be lauded for what, what they've done and it, that's why we'll try to do the podcast and push it out you know that some more people do find out about it but this year has been just just beautiful regardless of what happens let's hope we get the grandstand finished but uh at the moment just got to enjoy it and savor it and i think we we should be in for more of it with the players we've tied down well just on, on your point there i think that's so so important over the next few days because um as the darlington game showed and even as the chester match showed a few weeks ago and i was listening to you dave um yeah. your commentary that day um while i was in the house um because newcastle weren't playing um and i I should have gone to the game, but I, I decided against it in the end. I don't know if my nerves would have taken it, but that is the thing, isn't it? You know, you believe in them. So even if it doesn't go well from the off, even if they fall behind, whatever Brackley are doing, they've shown time and time again that they can come back. So you don't have it all your own way over a season. And even look, look at the Premier League now. There's two teams at the top there. Newcastle play them both in their next two games. Neither side deserves to finish second. Someone's got to miss out. Um, so you know you can be a great team, and, and it and it might not come off. But I think, like you say, with Gated and Mickey, I know you agree. You're nodding along that if they are behind, you'd back them to come back, or if it's tight, you'd back them to win it because of the quality that they have and the, the goals that they have up front. I mean, we haven't really talked about that, but I mean those. I'm yeah. just on that note. There's uh, a post today on Gated social media that Paul Blackett is back in training, which is great to hear. Hopefully, you might be able to get involved before the end of the season because he's been an unsung hero. A lot of goals from the bench. He's had to bide his time, and when he's 
when he's come on, he, he's 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 took his moments and some great goals. He's been unlucky to have been behind uh, two other strikers that have been scoring so many goals. But I mean, you, you were at the uh, Altenham game, weren't you, um, Matthew? And uh, no, I wasn't. No, I, mean, I, I was. I was at Brighton that day, and I was. Um, I was quite pleased with myself. Two 0 up. And yeah. The time kick off, and then and I was. We had commentary of that one on the radio, and I was listening to it. And yeah, was me on there saying. Yeah, yeah. Thought I thought oh, they'd blown it like Oxford mm-hmm. um, under Gary Mills, two up in the cup, and I thought no. But then yeah, what a yeah. We'd come mean, back look back at that day. Yeah, that was. Oh, what a night that was. And also as well, I mean, um, you know, when Black had come on against Charlton as well, he didn't look out of place. he come on and just made, I think the Charlton defender thought, oh, no, another one with pace because they're having to follow Macaulay Landstaff for a good 60, 70 minutes as well. So, but yeah, the, the firepower's there and hopefully they're all uh, finding the back of the net this weekend. But uh, Matthew, thank you very much for joining us. It's been no, no, I've got a few questions for me. Oh, yeah. as I before. Sorry, yeah. I'll, I'll get them in now. Just on the screen. From when you first started going, who was mm-hmm. your favourite player and who's your favourite player now? Um well in the in the team that I first watched, um probably James Curtis. Um although Daryl Clare was obviously um popular because he was scoring the goals and scored the goal, didn't he, on the, the last day yeah. to ensure safety. Um now in this team I don't want to pick anybody out because I might have to speak to some of them uh, over the few days. Um, um, I mean, yeah, I don't want to pick anyone out from the current team um, as, as for a favourite player that I've ever ever watched in a Gateshead shirt. It's very difficult. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's so so. I could probably give you an eleven, but I haven't got it written down. Um, yeah, it's hard because also because of where I've been, I've been around it, but I've been quite close to it at times. You get to know some of them a little bit and, and talk to them. So you get to like them as well as, as people, not just players, especially the Wembley team. And, you know, from the the latter years of Ian Bogey through to sort of Neil Aspin, um, yeah. you know, to get quite close to them. So um, it's hard. But, yeah, I mean, at the start, Curtis, obviously, I mean, you could see that he was just very, very good. And, I mean, what a legend. So, Have you yeah. spoken to Gary Mills since last Saturday by any chance? Since since last Saturday. Since last Saturday. Uh no, no, I haven't. He got the sack from Colby Town, but they announced it ten minutes before the game ended. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I didn't know about the, the not the greatest thing that is it. It's uh, yeah. That's... Well I, we we saw him, didn't we? The the talk in that he did in November. Um and I mean, it was just great to have him there to reminisce and go over the good times and, and talk a little bit about the, the circumstances that led to him leaving, which was a huge blow for the club. Yeah. Um, but you know, great to see him and, and Darren Caskey as well. And, and then saw them again after um, Graham McDonald's funeral, former commercial manager at the club a couple of months ago. Um, I don't think that he was um, enjoying his time in management at the at, you know, recently as much as he had done in the past, but um, that is a curious way to announce it, isn't it? Yeah. Hopefully, he gets back into the game because I think he's got a lot more to offer still. Oh, he's um, he's he's a legend. He's such an inspirational figure, and and I used to think that when I used to go across to speak to him 
you know, after like 10 minutes with him and, and sometimes you'd be there for an hour you'd do the interview and then you just have a chat and he was he was so good to me so good to other members of the media and like you, you come away feeling better about yourself and a be better about life and more positive about football and what gates are they going to do so if you can do that to you as someone who's just we were, we were lucky to have him on the podcast. Yeah, we were lucky enough to have him on here, and uh, we spoke oh. to him for about twenty minutes before we came on air. And uh, I think it put him at ease. But once he got at ease, he he really enjoyed it, didn't he? And he, he just he just enjoyed talking about his time at Gator. Of course, we all know he yeah. had a great time. Well, but... he's done the Wrexham hey. podcast, and they were pulling holes in him, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. apparently. I think he was a little bit dubious after that one, but uh, we we'll put him at ease, so that was all right. But uh, yeah. It's been hard for most managers at Wrexham, hasn't it? But, I mean, with Gary Mills, he just had such a presence and an aura. Um, you know, and, and like I say, just the feeling that I would get from speaking to him. You know, I've been very lucky to be able to interview a lot of managers and, and some big names on a regular basis. I mean, Steve Bruce had presence, big personality, really, really nice um, and funny and not stupid. Um, and I know the way that he came across on camera, on tape, upset a lot of Newcastle fans. And I know all the reasons why, and I totally understand it. But away from that, you see why people like him. Yeah. Um, Rafa Benitez, I mean, just on another level, like, unbelievable. But, but the feeling you get after five minutes with Rafa Benitez, for me, is the same that you get from Gary Mills, um, just because of the, the personality and the, you know, the, the way that they spoke about football, but the way that they made time for you as well. And, you know, special person, definitely. Did you know what all of those former Newcastle managers had in common? They've all got a picture of Mike Williamson on their desk. <laughs> <laughs> Even Eddie Howe. Yeah. <laughs> do you think Eddie Howe sounds a bit like Mike Williamson? Yeah, do you know what? I was thinking about this. Um, I think I think Mike Williamson was, was at the Crystal Palace game uh, last Wednesday um I think he was I think he was expecting to go I don't know if I didn't see him there but um I thought you know they're, they're quite similar and I think those two would get on um and hopefully Newcastle and Eddie Howe will be able to help him at some point uh you know maybe give him some time I think Eddie Howe would because he's um he likes to help other coaches um but yeah the, the similarities maybe the way they sound and possibly the way they speak as well um but but actually, you know, if you're going to make a comparison, well, I think that just shows how how brilliant Mike Williamson's been for Gateshead, and also how lucky we've been to have him. Yeah, well, they're not Newcastle's not getting Ollie anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got the money, a big price. But um, no, Matthew, thank you very yeah. much for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Um, are you going to be able to make it over on Saturday for the game after the Newcastle game? Uh, both Saturdays, yes. Um, Monday, hopefully, um, at, uh, at Chorley. Um, and I, I just want to say, finally, just thank you for having me on. I, I have been on once before, um, but it's um, it's nice to speak to you. And, and I do tune in from time to time. But I know you've been keeping this going for several years. And I remember when you first started. Um, and, you know, we were on Sunday nights to begin with. Um, yeah, all, all those years ago. But the fact that you've kept it going... It's been really important for the club because I know that media coverage of Gateshead has been something that's um, irked the fans, probably the, the lack of it, um, especially when in the league above. Um, there are a lot of teams now in the same league in the northeast, which can maybe make it difficult for some people to devote the kind of coverage that you might like. But to have such good fan-run media like you do with this, 
and such consistency of what you do with the podcast and also the commentaries is really important. And like I've said, I listen to them um, when I can as well. So I just want to compliment you on the, the way you do, that you've been doing, um, how yes. good it is. Also, the fact you've kept going because it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's, good. It's, it's important, I think, because it keeps, it, you know, helps keep the message and the word out there for the club. And, you know, the fans are very good at that. You know, fans have helped to save the club um, probably on more than one occasion, right? So, um, you know, they're very, very important in everything Gateshead does. And that's what you get at a level like this. And it's it's why it's so nice to come and watch Gateshead because of the relationship between club and fans and players and fans. And what you do is a, is a big part of that. So, um, yeah, keep going. And um, hopefully you'll be, um, you'll be celebrating, as we all will be, um, if not this weekend, then then next weekend. But thank you for having me. And um, thank you very much. Well, very we're much. blowing smoke at each other. I've got to compliment you because you started all the companies off for us. Mm-hmm. Davies took up the mantle since you left. So, as a Gateshead fan, I really, really appreciated that razor. Razor. Yeah, we didn't have it beforehand. It was very. Very, you, very sometimes time. you got stopped by the union, I think it was in the end, wasn't it? Because you were doing it off your own back. No, well, not quite. I mean, very quickly, I, um, after the promotion in 2009, I, obviously I wanted to commentate and follow football. Um, you know, being a Newcastle fan, ideally one day then, but um, the BBC let me practice basically and do some games, games online. but. Um, I couldn't do it with any regularity because of my other work. Um, and I just I just kept doing them. And then we got more on the radio. But that was as the club was doing better. Um, did some away games, did Luton away yeah. on the radio. Forest Green twice, lost 1-0 twice. Um, Barnet, um, many others. And I, I did some away games for the website. So a lot of it was off my own back, but some of it was on the radio as well. Um, and I think that was at a time when the club was really... De- desperately trying to get more out there so um you know I, I think we just felt that because the club was doing well that there was an opportunity to do it i know some fans would have liked more um it wasn't always possible um but now obviously you're you're providing the commentary on the games and you mentioned jack at the club as well uh, yeah. but you know he does a great job with his videos and all the content i mean it's incredible to think that he doesn't really have much help and he's doing all that brilliant work it's himself amazing but, stuff on Woodhouse, even you know just even just like the um i was saying just the the, the you know the, the away day videos that he puts out it's yeah. a lot of work a lot of editing as well as his other duties and yeah we we can't sing jack's praises enough um the things yeah, that and rory before him as well sorry it's a cut in yet and but, but also alongside what you do, I mean, you know, Dan Bell with his um, videos from every match. And this, yeah. that's that wider point about fan media. Every club, there's so many different options now. But, um, you know, with Gateshead, it's been, it's been you leading that way and doing it for a long time. And it's, it's really important for the fans, but also, I think, for the, for the club. And because you do such a good job, I think that reflects well on, on Gateshead as well. Because it is a club that's always struggled to, to sort of find its place and struggle with prominence. But... The achievements of a team on the pitch can really help with that. So um, hopefully over the next few days, we'll, we'll get that as well. And, and fingers crossed, it comes the way we want. Um, and we have a, a good weekend. Definitely. Uh, it's great. Well, thank you, Reza. It's uh, always a pleasure. And uh, hopefully see you at the games in the next week. And uh, hopefully we're all celebrating. Well, yes. thanks very much. John, and, uh, yeah, we might see Reza's money at uh, Charlie. <laughs> 
I'll take a picture for Simon Pride. What was that? I said, we might see your money at Cholio. I'll take a picture for Simon Pride. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll, um, I'm still I'm still working on Chorley, but I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll see. I'll come and find you at uh, whichever games uh, I'm at. But oh, certainly, I'll... definitely. Okay, <laughs> oh, that's great. Thank you very much, Razor. Take care, Razor. Lovely to see you, bud. Cheers. You too. Bye. See you later. Bye bye. There we go, Matthew Raceback. Absolutely fantastic to have him on. Um, say, say a bit of a consummate professional, which is quite the opposite of us too. Razor's absolutely fantastic. I, you know, inadvertently, I didn't realise I was having free commentary lessons because I would sit near him after I had uh, when my legs got worse and I couldn't get up to stand. They uh, always sing songs, so I was inadvertently getting training and listening to Razor, uh, picking up all the good things, of course. Um, Charles Woff, he since my week, Williams and Ian, uh, Ian Watson always have a quick chat and ask how I am. Makes me feel part of the club. Fantastic taking pictures for 11 years and some beautiful pictures as well. Um, you know, Mike Williamson, Ian Watson, we, we've had them on the show. Um, we, we like to keep our powder dry on that one. We don't want to have them on a lot. Yes, it might bring in a lot more viewing figures, but what, you know, let's let's get them on when when it's you know begin the season end of the season maybe sometimes halfway through you know get get something when there's proper proper things to talk about and not just go over the same questions uh that's what i'd like to do and hopefully you know in the coming weeks we might be able to get them on if not both and uh have a fantastic uh podcast with them um right taylor how are you? the introduction to pitside videos was genius you can also hear the ball boy Calling the Darlow keeper a mug after the ball went in. <laughs> yeah, I was class that I listened to that we sound that I thought, did I just hear that? And I rewounded back. That was that was quite Fantastic. good. And fair play to Tommy Taylor. God he was mugging off during the game and Jack's come yeah, back he, with the, the he, tweet and he took it on the chin, and he he did. He come back and he said, "Well, you know, you've got it. You've got to take it back." But um, right, follow our social medias. We're back in a minute. We'll take predictions also as well. If you're going on Saturday, remember get your tickets early. It's going to be a busy one. Get there early to park up as well. If you're driving down to the game on Saturday against Southport, but get down there. That's where it wants where you need to be. Yes, well, Mickey, this is a real pivotal weekend, isn't it? Um, you know, the... this, is, this is. I was thinking the other day. Um, I can't remember it being this close ever for anywhere. Not for a long, long time. No, um... it's such an important weekend. Um, we've had relegations and. I remember we went down to Alton and won 3 1 when Boss scored. Remember, I don't know if you were down there that day. No, that I wasn't that one, no. But that's as close as I've come with relegation battles when Darrell Clare scored. But this is a different gravy, this, isn't it? This is to win a league. Um, this is the this is the the character of the team. We know that's there. We know what they can do on the day, and hopefully they've got three of them days in them. Uh, I'm sure they have. They'll be very well. I, I mean, follow a couple of players on social media of course because we we send thank yous to them when we've had them on the on the show and stuff we go through the proper channels through the club first we, to get them on the show and then thank them personally afterwards um and they were having a, a team bonding session the other night so that you know they're out there that you know they're doing doing it together they're in it together 
and uh, they'll be in the trenches together this weekend. Um, whether you know whether we're having to dig deep in both games or you know if we get off to a flyer, who knows? But they'll be doing that process. And I, to be honest, you know, I, I've got to make a little prediction here. I might be completely wrong, but it's a guess I'm going to go with. The end of season video from Jack McGregor will be called the process. Total process. <laughs> Total process. That's what it should be. <laughs> um, it's. I mean, it feels like five minutes since the first video came out and what aren't out. We'd just come out of lockdown. First match for me was Kettering. And it yeah. just seems like five minutes. It just The season just flew. It has. Since I went back and that, that first game back. I think I think it feels like it's going quicker because... I think it feels like we're going quicker because we had a lack of it. Um, you know, yeah. the, the two... Yeah early finishes to the season one of the seasons didn't even count um you know so it is just a, a you know just flying by uh predictions as well we'll take predictions some people have already sent them in so you can do that um emily has asked us to mention the food bank we did mention it earlier on yeah, collecting between one emily and 245 i'll put the picture back up um for the uh where are we there, i'll find it one second there it is there we go so um I yep. imagine if you go on the website, it'll tell you what they are available, uh, what they are allowed to collect as well. Um, so please do that. You Great might need more of. So we'll get digging in your back of your cupboards, shops, anything. Yeah, definitely. One's got nothing, and you've got a tin of spaghetti in there. That tin of spaghetti will feed somebody. It so will please do. Please get out. Please get stuff down there. Do as utmost as you can. Sam Pendleton has put evening lads three huge games for us hopefully a big crowd on Saturday to cheer the lads on yes let's hope it is um, I'll be on the pitch if we win next Saturday uh, if we win the league of course well <laughs> I'll try and get past them burly security guards all day um, as long as you don't run past the commentary table <laughs> um, Sam Pendleton's prediction 2-1 uh, and Liv Walden has also put 4-1. Also as well, um, there'll be the second last chance you can get your Heat Army podcast mugs if you'd like to get one. You can come to the commentary position before the game uh, and at half time and maybe after if you catch one with uh, packing away £7 each. If you'd still like one, I'll put a picture up of the mug. Where is it? Well, that's the design that's on the mug. There we go. And Nikki Jacobs is absolutely in love with her mug. She absolutely it? loves it. Oh, good. Good. I would say uh, thank you very that much. Was our favourite birthday present she told me on the quiet? Was it? See, uh, well, you know, we are we are the the the, the housewife's favourite. Uh, <laughs> so so Matty well, Matty was the number one son that day, I think. Oh, good, good, uh, fantastic. Um, we've got um, oh yeah, every voice counts. Wink, wink. Yes, if you if you've seen <laughs> the, um, seen the posters on that one, well done. Tip of the doff. Yeah. Jack McGregor on that. Um, uh, when I seen it, I seen it straight away. But that's just that shows you my education. Mickey, um, we haven't spoke spoke about the ladies yet. So if, uh, you were there. They had a midweek game, of course, this week. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately uh, they had one of them games. Uh, they got beat six three. The best team won for me. Uh, but it was a weird one to watch because they had a good spell and then they had a really bad spell and then they had an excellent spell. Yeah. Um, but we do endeavour to get the ladies on on a Thursday night, but they do do have training. Do train, uh, uh, so, it, so. It, it, it's um, we'll, if we are going to do, it, we have to do pre-record. We are going to have to 
get yeah. Dion back on and a few of the other girls as well. Uh, they deserve their, their time on the podcast. On Tuesday night, Monty was outstanding. Absolutely out. So was Lindsay as well. Uh, well, got a couple of knocks as well. Poor, poor Jade went off with a tweak the ham, hamstring and Katie Lemon collided into the goalkeeper and cut up with her eyebrow. I mean, it wasn't Terry Butcher, but she yeah, China. Not nice. Uh, yeah, big shout out Monday. Chorley fancy dress get involved. Fun day Monday. What what are you going to be wearing? Are you going down to Chorley? Let us know what your fancy Chorley, dress. But I don't know what to do yet. Uh, I've got an idea in my head. What? Well, it's getting the stuff. Well, say keep an eye out for Mickey then. No, well, we'll have to make something as well. It's it's for Greg Ollie actually. Mr. Lucas put, I don't want to play Chorley. Well, it's just as well you're not in the team. Um, <laughs> uh, Look, I, can see why I can see why Mike Williamson didn't bring you uh, in on a 12-month contract. Um, but also got here a soy sauce co- uh, costume as a shout. There <laughs> we go, soy sauce. Uh. Uh, I call Greg Ollie posh lad, isn't it? So. Yeah. Are you gonna go as a pot? Are you gonna go as the Monopoly man? Are you? Pretty much. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. There we go. Uh, right. We want you to contact. Get in contact with the show. Still got about. Uh, oh, I think I thought we had more than time than that left. But if you keep sending your messages, we'll keep going. Um, we want. Let's have a little look. We'll play uh, this one. Yes, uh, they're both starting to get a little bit more inquisitive about uh, about Gator and asking to come to games. So, and say the Gaddis clan could be adding to the uh, to the um, attendance, hopefully. So, oh, Wendy, I'm going to ask you a question. What's been your favourite game you've seen so far this season? Oh, oh. I think the Brackley one at home. Oh, I thought yeah. it was a. It was a Kiddermint was a good performance, mate. I missed Kiddermint, didn't I? Oh, say, I yeah, I missed that one. I missed Dalton and Kiddermint, which was a, a devastator. Um, yeah, I, I thought the Chorley one was where I started to have belief that we can get up to what they like, you know, get the top position after Christmas. Um, you know, we 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 battered them that day, uh, it was just a, a an all round good performance. Against a fantastic defence, may I add. I mean, look what that yeah. defence has done this season. I would say. I mean, Alton and Mawir was my favourite one this, this season by a mile. Yeah. Um, absolutely excellent in the cup. Well, we've got here... Uh, oh, one second. Uh, <laughs> John Laverick is uh, going as a chequered flag. Uh, see the Heat Army over the lane. It's uh, a good one. <laughs> Um, we've got Dave Allen as well, looking sharp in the training. Uh, lads looking sharp in training. Can't wait uh, to see these uh, fames. Fames? I don't know. It must be a, a typo there. Um, uh, cautions said the broccoli one. Occasions. Okay, so, well, there we go. I take, we're, we're getting some messages tonight. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I loved it when Mike, Greg, and Macaulay and Lewis were celebrating after the Dalton game. Yes, there's some uh, yes. great picture of that, isn't it? That was that. Uh, that's the first show of emotion we've had from Mike Williamson. He's normally calm, cool. Yeah, he takes it on his stride, but that meant a lot to him. That with you could tell that. Oh yeah, sorry. Captions uh, that should have been there. Uh, um, uh-huh. I would say oh, this is a good one. Yeah, when that was quite exciting when we beat Telford at home to go top of the league. That was a good game. Uh, that was that nice. That was the night. Um, Paul Blackett ran Theo Street into the ground, and he, he was, oh. and he thought, "You've seen him, right? Look relieved when uh, Blackett come off and McCauley come on." <laughs> <laughs> I felt for the lad that day. I really fell for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got here, Williamson turned into a winger in the Darlington game. Yeah. He's, got that, he's got that tricky footwork, hasn't he? He can do it. Um, and uh, one second, here we are. I had, I can take pictures for the full game and after my lens failed, tried to out a new lens for the ladies on Tuesday, looking forward to taking winning goals uh, on Saturday. Well, that's great. good to hear that. Uh, Charlie will be back in action uh, at the game uh, with his big lens out. And uh, oh, Charlie on Tuesday night. Oh, good. I've got to remember to try and keep this chin up so I don't have this big double chin and suck me gut in because he's a sly one for catching you from the other <laughs> end of the when you're sat there and you're like you're taking pictures of me eating pies. Ah, uh, he's well. <laughs> There's a market, there's a marketplace for it, Mickey. I know that the milfs. The <laughs> I think mums, he would just be following me. I, I don't think so. I think I think he's selling them to the players' mams. They just know that they want a bit of pie action with Mickey Barris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got a chicken and leek. Um, so, Tell you what, it is. Uh, this year, I've met a lot of the players' families. Yeah, like the Bailey's and the Ollies, and obviously the the, the Scott clan and. Yeah, Matty Jacobs lot. Hey, it's fantastic to come up and I'll see you. Watch the podcast, or yeah, I know. Why, we've had, why we've do had I always more... wear a cap? And <laughs> the way my hair is, I'll be joining you next season. We're gonna have to have a range of heat army caps next year. Uh, well, um, I've got my lights here and the chains on my glasses, so I'm gonna put my cap on. Uh, well, there we can. I'm How to gonna... deal with that? i have to get some spray on hair, I think, for next season. Uh, two nil, I say, and one one on Monday. Well, I would take that as long as we can win on uh, on uh, the following Saturday. But as I say, get down. I know we're providing commentary, but the lads need you there. They need the support. You've seen the uh, you know the 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 um, Gateshead post with Owen Bailey. The quote: "The lads want fans there. They deserve fans there. Um, if you can make it, and you're in the Tyneside area." Get along on Saturday. Get along the following Saturday. If you're able to travel, if you're going down, be loud, be proud down there at Chorley. Drive the lads on. Uh, they'll really appreciate it. Um, if you can't travel or if you've got, God forbid, COVID, uh, I know it's rife at the minute. I fell foul with the other week. Um, you know, we will be providing the commentary off you're listening from abroad. So please do interact like you've done on the show tonight. Fantastic. And uh, keep it going. And uh, Mickey, as I say, I'm... Starting to get a bit nervous now. I've talked about it more. Nah, look, what will be will be, Davy. Um, but I mean, what will be Saturday. will be. Hopefully, Blythe can do us a favour. It's the only time I want Blythe to win or draw. <laughs> that would be nice, wouldn't it? And uh, there we are, JJ, last minute winner for Blythe. Well, well I've, 
I've said it to you, David. We've spoken about it before. Could Blyth do her a favour? Yes, they possibly could. Mm-hmm. They'll have to play a damn sight better than they did when we played them at the stadium. Definitely. Well, I mean, a, a win would secure their um, their their survival. Uh, yeah. you know, so you know, there's a lot. They're not going there and going to roll over by any stretch of the imagination. You know, just so we don't you know progress. That yeah. that won't even be on their mindset. They want to keep that club up. Um, Live Walden. It's a privilege to support this club. It certainly is, and we're glad that. Is, um, I say Liv has become a big contributor to the podcast this season. We're thankful for sending all our messages. It's a uh, it's a real joy to have uh, new people interacting with the show, and that's one thing we'd like you to do is share the show. Come on, let's especially if what could happen in the next few weeks, we could have a massive party uh, on coming shows. So yeah. let's get as many gated fans around. Tell everyone in the stand, did you watch the podcast this week? Watch it next week. Let's get everyone talking about it because it's for us to push out there. This is the fan show. Let's get it out there. Talk about our club because the way they're playing at the moment and what they can achieve deserves to be talked about by more people. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how how Liv come along, but to start watching Gates, she might have been here a long time and I apologise. I don't know. But... Since the soul took over, this club is a completely different beast from the one three years yeah. ago. It certainly is. And look what uh, they're doing to the community. Look at the amount of football teams they've got, the young kids, the lasses. They've got an under-14s girls team as well coming through. Fantastic. And really. it's, it's amazing. It's, it's a different beast. Let's I hope the town, the whole town of Gated, if we're in a position next Saturday, the week comes Saturday or whenever it is when we play Hereford, if we haven't won the league, but we're in a position there, I hope we're getting another Grimsby type of crowd. I really do. It would be amazing, wouldn't it? It would be absolutely fantastic. Um, but on that note, Mickey, we've, 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 we've filled an hour. Um, it's more than enough for anybody. Well, yeah, um, I just say a big thank you to Matthew Raysbeck. As I say, we we, we uh, tried to get him on for a while, and there's been a few Newcastle games on a Thursday. Would you believe right. it? Yeah, so uh, we, we managed to get him on, and great value, lovely, lovely lad. Uh, Razor is, and as we said earlier on, he really put Gated on the map, um, with an extra push because of his commentary and stuff work that he did as well. Um, and Taylor Howie has put the soul gave the club a soul. Well, what a way to end the show, Mickey. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, we'll see you on Saturday, 2 45, with the build up if you are unable to get to the game. But please do get down there, that's where you should be. And we will bring a new full match commentary with Mark Rubbers. And uh, we will bring a new commentary on Monday as well. And uh, hopefully, this time next week, we are still in a positive mood. Keep them fingers crossed. And uh, We'll see you then. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Well, we're still on. Bye.